Welcome to episode 197 of Kapowcast and a very merry Christmas week. Yeah, busy Christmas week. It's busy Christmas week. I hate the holidays. I am Mike and joining me today is Tony Vance. Hello. Jeff isn't here for reasons. Reasons of forgetfulness. Forgetfulness. Apparently we don't matter at all to him anymore. He's somewhere fucking Christmas else. <laughs> He's just fucking Christmas all the hell. <sighs> Thanks for ruining Christmas. Jeff. I wore my elf shoes for nothing. I know. I wore my elf ears. Those are Falcon ears. Oh, man. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> That's racist. What? <laughs> a falcon is no nowhere near an elf. Are you saying because I think they look the same? Yep. Mm. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk Christmas movies of all sorts. So stay tuned for that. But first, we have some less than holiday news. <laughs> less than holiday news. Oh, boy. None of it has anything to do with the holidays. I mean, it could, depending on the um, the subject matter of it. We got a trailer for Superman Red Sun. That seems very Christmassy. <laughs> <laughs> Moscow's cold. <laughs> Did you watch it? I did not watch it. I'm uh, sorry. You suck. <laughs> but you can you can give it to me in great detail. Okay, so it starts out and <laughs> <laughs> No, it does a really good job. I got, I got really excited there for a second. <laughs> it does a really good job setting up the world of this Soviet Superman. Uh it has definitely has the feel of the comic of that old world vibe which I'm digging. Uh, thank Christ it's not connected in any way, shape, or form to that new 52 <laughs> continuity, Justice League War continuity that they seem to uh, be, be holding ever so lovingly onto for whatever whatever reason that I don't understand. <laughs> I uh, From what I've seen, because I've seen still images of it, they didn't grant my wish of having it look like the uh, old, what was it, 1950, no, 1960 cartoon? No, it does not. Which um, I, was, I was kind of hoping they'd give an homage to because i feel like that that animation type i feel would be really suiting for the story it is a little bit more um streamlined i feel would be the word compared to the stuff they've done recently yeah a lot of the other stuff they've done um but other than that yeah no it it doesn't really have that feel uh we do see the wonder woman of the universe and the soviet batman oh so they're gonna be in it nice um i'm really excited for it i'm in desperate need of dc animation to wow me again Mm. i'm in desperate desperate need of it i will uh i'll agree with that because i think was it the first the last couple i've purchased and we've watched it on the voodoo it's uh, yeah well because because i know like after batman hush when i purchased that i was very weary about purchasing again yeah uh i don't know was there one after hush uh wonder woman bloodlines oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that one too that one was kind of it was very lackluster it was yeah. it was enjoyable but it's not one that i i would watch repeatedly like it was, uh, it was no uh Batman versus TMNT. There's no Batman Hush. Uh, no, it wasn't as bad as Hush. Um, Which is funny. Uh, I just don't have a high, high interest of Wonder Woman storyline. So the other day, a boss of mine at work came up to me. and was like, hey, so I watched, uh, what was it? Uh, Batman Lush. I'm like, <laughs> close. I'm like, Hush. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I thought it was weird. I was like, why would they call it Lush? But anyways, he's talking about how he, and I'm like waiting for him to ask. He had, basically, he was like asking if there was anything else after that. Uh-huh. And I just was waiting for him to ask like what I thought of it. Cause usually he does. I'm like, listen, I need to sit you down <laughs> and tell you, because I have a feeling that he strikes me as a type of person that doesn't read the comics uh-huh. that just watches the movies and the animated movies and the shows and all that, which is fine. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to judge, but I would like to sit somebody like that down and be like, listen, <laughs> This is why this is bad. <laughs> it's funny you say that because uh, I was at work and I had my voodoo open and I was just kind of scrolling through and my buddy Josh was like, oh, you got Hush on there? I wanted, I wanted to watch that. And I just turned to him. I go, don't. I go, well, you know what? I was like, you, 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 you didn't read the comic, so you might like it, but I still highly doubt you might like it because like it was just a, it was a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a poorly done, poorly written uh, adaptation of the book. But even so, like from a standpoint of just, you know, not a fan of the book, it was bad. It was, it was convoluted and just held no point and no entertainment value through the whole thing. They took out key story 
story elements. Yeah, but like that's what I'm telling you. Like besides that, like even for somebody that didn't read the book, I still think they would think it was bad. Think so? Yeah. I it just like I said, it's very convoluted. Like the hush storyline in general was overabundance of a lot of stuff to the point where it was if really? you, if, you, if you aren't like a past reader and you didn't know 90% of the Batman's rogues, you you'd be like, "Holy shit, what the fuck's going on here?" They legit tried to I mean, when they did, when they did hush, one of the complaints was it seemed like they tried to fit as much as many characters yeah. in it as humanly possible. What's that? Somebody, I don't know if it was you and Jeff always said that it was basically just a reason for Jim Lee to, to draw, draw every yeah. character in the Batman universe, yeah. which I mean, I'm not going to complain. No, I'm not going to bitch at all. Um, no, but like the, the uh, um, Red Sun, I'm, I'm very hopeful for it. Like there used to be, and if, if you've listened to the show since its inception, which I don't know if there's anybody. Chase is still here. That's true. <laughs> That's why I love Chase is because he stood by us thick and thin like a good supporter does. Um, but the the overall like DC animation, like we, we for the longest time held them on such high regard. We were always like, why can't Marvel do this? Why can't Marvel have like animated movies like this? Like, I don't mm-hmm. care that they have good real movies. <laughs> That's not enough. I want more. Uh-huh. And but over the I would say the past two, three years, my faith in them has been shaken. <laughs> uh, thanks to basically most of their most we've said it most of their Batman stuff yeah. has been pretty lame. Um, it seemed like ever since Bruce Tim took a, a step away from it but, and really stopped being involved with it. But even even so, he came back and did Gods and Monsters, which, which that one was a shit show. Yeah, we didn't we didn't praise that one either. No, that was actually our first episode. That was wow. We should do a retro. Uh, Go back and watch review. it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'd be like, you know, it wasn't so bad. Maybe. In hindsight, after watching Batman Hush and Batman Bad Blood and all that stuff, it's uh, actually not maybe not that bad. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe so. Maybe I'll just do it in general. Go back and watch. I think I put it on my voodoo so I can watch it at any point. I own it. I stupid bought it. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, look forward to it. We will do a Superman Red Sun review, and I'm sure Jeff will be very amped for that because he loves his communist Superman. He does. He so much so that uh, if they get one thing wrong, he'll probably get mad about it. Well, he was very critical. Yeah. He was very, he was critical, very of, critical of uh, Reign of Superman. Reign of Superman. I thought Reign of Superman was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good. I thought, good. It, was, I thought I it was okay. Um, I liked it. Yeah. So we'll see. We will see if he shows up. <laughs> if he has the guts to show his face <laughs> after this, after today, he has a sixty-six and a third chance. But then you divide that by my sixty-six third chance, and I, he brings him down to a sixteenth. I don't know. I, just, I can't. I can't I do re- Scott Steiner man. <laughs> <laughs> I just rewatched that uh, today when I was. Uh, I had some spare time, and I was like, I'm gonna go watch some Scott Steiner promos, and that one came across. I was like, of course oh it did. yeah. This is the best. And Janelle overheard it. And she's like, what in the fuck are you watching? And I was like, wrestling promos. And she goes, oh, it all makes sense now. Really? Because it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> she meant the math part. Still don't. <laughs> Still doesn't make sense. But God damn, it wasn't a good. It's, um, it's right up there with the with the the um, Booker T, Hulk Hogan, I'm coming to get you. Vanish your, no. <laughs> I'm not saying it. Um, I don't know if you saw this week, uh, but news has come out that Hasbro is looking to reboot the Power Rangers. I did. In a new Power Rangers movie that will be set in the 1990s. Why set it in the 90s? That's why I ask. That's the new thing now. Have you, have, you caught, have you caught on to that? The new thing now is if you do like a movie, like a superhero movie or, or movie like that, you set it in a different time period. You had uh, you have uh, Joker. You have Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman. Uh, they're saying that the Batman is going to be set in like the early 90s. Oh sort of deal like it's like this new thing now to hey. the bu- that Bumblebee movie that was set in the 80s you got a good point I never really kind of put it together apparently it's the new new cool thing to do alright um, <laughs> can we de-age uh, all the Power Rangers and just have them play the originals I don't think you're gonna get the Yellow Ranger <laughs> oh we could have Aisha and just you know put Rocky in there and Adam no 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 <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm of two minds of this. Um, it, it seems weird to, to already be doing this like so soon after the previous one happened. I would have liked to see a sequel to that personally. I agree. And like, I don't know what the general fan consensus is on it. But I mean, I personally, I, I really liked it. Um, I'm sure we did a review for it. We did. Uh, the character writing in it was very strong, I thought. Uh, I agree. And they were actually uh, delinquents, too. Yeah, they were actually teenagers with attitude. Exactly. Not like this weird good attitude where they spend every spare moment of their, their existence uh, cleaning up parks. Where do they find the time for this shit? I mean, like they're 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 always cleaning up parks and doing charity while also working out and doing karate tournaments and hanging out at the juice bar. Yet they're never in school. Saving the world. Don't forget and about saving that. The world. <laughs> save the world. And being po- just generally being Power Rangers. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, why doesn't Rita ever attack during like school hours? <laughs> that wouldn't stop them either. The, the whole world halted when, when it was being attacked. Mm. It wasn't like, nah, 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 nah. You sit down, we're going to finish this math lesson first. Um, but I mean, like, think back to high school. How much time did you waste in high school? I know I wasted a shitload of time. Well, I mean, how much time did you really have? You had, like... I mean, more than we have now. Well, yeah, but <laughs> you had... From the time you got off of school, which was like 2.45, yeah, 3 o'clock. roughly, I guess. And then you have roughly till, the, what, 9 o'clock at night? If you're, a, you know, a good kid. If you're a good kid. And they were <laughs> never hanging out at night. It was always fucking That's daytime. True. That's true. That's a good argument right there. And not to mention, they also probably had homework. Yeah, how do they do their homework? Plot holes. <laughs> That's it. We're going back. We're going to dissect the shit out of this show. I'm going to go through Power Rangers with a fine tooth comb. <laughs> We're going to discuss why you, it doesn't work. You are going to find so many continuity errors that it's going to be discussed. Listen, I've <laughs> I sat down and this is kind of going to kind of bring me to my next point. I sat down and I actually tried watching the old Power Rangers show. The the yeah, I was like, you know, I'm going to sit Day down of the dumpster. I'm like, I'm going to actually watch this. Probably I probably got to like a little bit past the Green Ranger stuff where I'm like. I, in my mind, I'm just like, this is the same fucking thing. Yeah, it is the same yeah. goddamn thing <laughs> over and over and over again. Only this time, I'm an adult and I notice it. And yeah, of course. And this time, I can pick out all the Japanese footage because I know it's Japanese footage. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, how did my parents put up with me watching this shit? Like, no wonder they were like, Ugh. And they tried telling me one time that it wasn't really them in the suit. And I was like, no, it is. <laughs> See, I went back and I watched it, and I don't mind it because I know what it is. So it's true. So it, it's it, it's you have for to, me. It's a big nostalgia factor. It's it huge. is, but for some reason, I just don't feel the same rewatchability that I do if I'm watching like a Batman the animated series or Spider Man or X Men or, or something like that. You're telling me you don't get amped up when you hear that music starting to play? Like, oh, I mean, they're coming back now. I still I still get amped up. I get every. Time. I mean, it's hard to not get amped up at that. that it had great music. Great music. Great music. Um, still should, but I, so so they're gonna go and they're gonna do a new movie. It's whatever. We'll see what happens. I, I Hasbro's I, only doing it so they can put out more shit. Yes, <laughs> I had this. The only reason they're doing. I think it. Paramount's gonna be doing it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it said was Paramount. I had this idea because there is this. Um, this new appreciation for the original Power Rangers now. Yeah. Like we're all like grown up and it's like hit that, that point of nostalgia. Like, I don't know how many years something has to be around before it finally hits that point where like everyone likes it again and they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I want like toys of it again and collectibles and this and that. I don't know what the statute of limitation is on that, (laughs) but so we're at that point now. I mean, the comic books, I think have had a really huge part to do with it. Oh yeah. Those comic books are fucking the bomb. Why? I I don't know why we haven't talked about those comic books yet. Um, why? I don't know if there's some kind of reason or nobody's ever thought of it. Why don't have bro make a little call over go hey netflix we want to do an animated power ranger show Ooh, yeah and you, then we can get all the original oh, voices besides trini well <laughs> you could do you could go that route for sure or like you know uh if uh you i think of like the voltron show obviously for many reasons 
I go to that one. Yeah. But the Voltron show was really good mm-hmm. and really well done. Like you mean to tell I I would venture to guess that there's not a single Power Rangers fan right now that would not be all about that. Like and they could introduce like Lord Draken mm-hmm. or Draken, however you want to say it. And they you could base it off the comic books and because the comic books do this really cool thing of like and keeping like the, it has almost the same not the same tone but the same feeling as the show. But like the kids the they actually like at times don't get along. It's not all squeaky clean. Yeah. And, it's very and, evolved. Yes. It's super super awesome. And I will say my one of my favorite favorite things and maybe this will you know kind of take you back as. Uh, a little bit um, because you know that I'm a Tommy Oliver fan, but the fact that Jason actually plays the leader role in the, in the books is awesome to me because like, that's, that was kind of a, that, that peeved me too. Like it, it was, you know, Jason was the undesignated leader essentially. Like it, I don't think it was ever remarked that Jason was the leader. It leader. is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, <clears throat> they, they never, <laughs> there wasn't a certain there was a, collect your thoughts they, when they had the show there, there wasn't much thought put into like no no the roles and like they were all pretty like especially the first few seasons they didn't get into actual like character development until like a little bit later on mm-hmm. um so and that probably was after like the th- first three left yeah um but i would just i would love it if they did like a animated series of it you could get the original voice actors or not it doesn't matter i would be fine either way um and you could even base it off the art of the comic because the comic art i think would lend itself to animation very well i think i think you were correct because like i'm pretty sure the same artist has been pretty much doing most of those books and it's not like an overly like hyper realistic look like it still has a very cartoon-esque vibe to it but still uh staying within the realm of uh constant proportion you know it's nothing wacky yeah no, no crazy proportions or anything like that everything looks good looks solidified it's uh it, those books get two thumbs up from it me. does a great job at keeping the look and the appeal of the original stuff but also taking it seriously uh-huh. which if i mean the 20 what, what year did that movie come out 2016 2017 power rangers one i think it was 2016 wasn't it Something was like it that. the same year as uh, Ghostbusters? Might have been. That was a weird year. Um, <laughs> the the thing they, I don't want to say they did wrong in that movie, but I think they went a little too far into the other area of like designing the suits and the yeah. swords. And they went a little too far into the let's make it look really cool. There wasn't enough inspiration from the old stuff. There's obviously a should be a fine line. Yeah. Even watch like I was actually watching it the other day and uh, I was watching you know, like they, when they had the Zords. I'm like, yeah, these really do look really fucking the, weird. <laughs> the Zords and Goldar were the two downfalls. Oh, Goldar me. was really bad. Yeah. Goldar was horror. Horrible. Just horrible. a big gold sludgy yeah. monster. It didn't make any sense. Like I was just like, OK, he's made out of gold. I guess that, you know, that's literally like you took it literal <laughs> and it doesn't look cool either. No, if it looked cool, it'd be another, uh, you know, another thing. But it, it just looked like shit. It looked like garbage. As I just got done saying that I actually wanted to see a sequel to this. <laughs> I think mostly because of uh, Elizabeth Banks as Rita. And it was so freaky. Like it was. when Rita was like brought back, it was actually kind of scary. Well, I'm, when I saw the, the movie, there was a kid in the theater that said he was scared. Oh, yeah, you should be. <laughs> you, that's why I turned over to him. I'm like, hey, you should be. <laughs> Stupid mongrel. He's coming for you. <laughs> She's coming for you. She. Sorry. My whole mummy and zombie-esque with Rita. Well, I was just watching it the other day. How was I watching it? I only got through like the first quarter of it, though. But yeah, seeing seeing that and Rita come back was just, it was horrifying. It was so good. And then it went all wacky. I didn't like Alpha 5 either. No. No. They have like, they had this weird, like, they're like, let's make them look like robots, but also like they have like musculature. Yeah. And that's, I think, what I, I didn't like. It's like, no, you, you pick a side. Yeah. You either want it to be big fucking robots or... They can even go something like a Halo. I don't know anything about Halo. Well, I I mean, it's just a military uh, armor type thing. You know, nothing super crazy. It still holds the uh, the anatomy of a normal human body, but it's just kind of like a more beefy. Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess I mean they're gonna they're gonna do this one way or another. Um, whether or not it'll translate, I mean, oh, like no. I said, I, I think it's a little weird to do it this soon after. Yeah, but then again, it came out sixteen. It also changed hands. We're in twenty twenty soon. It's not how, if it, it does happen, it won't 20, be out twenty twenty two. Twenty two at the yeah. you know, so that's six years. I wonder how many years there were between Spider Man three and uh, the Amazing Spider Man. Mm, not that many. Not enough for me to heal from Spider Man three into Amazing Spider Man. I know uh, that. Speaking of what's old is cool. Again, <laughs> we had some images this week drop and. Interesting. I don't know if you've seen these, but we had our first official images. Bill and Ted? From Bill and Ted. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> Let me tell you, Keanu Reeves clean shaven looks really weird, man. It does. <laughs> it looks really weird, he dude. It looks weird. <laughs> That's like the first thing I, like, Alex Winters, I'm like, he kind of looks the same. Yeah, like, he just looks like he aged. But like, for some reason, I'm just so used to seeing Keanu Reeves with the John Wick beard. Yep. That I see him and I'm like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't think we've seen him clean shaven in, I don't know, a decade. <laughs> Maybe longer. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure. It's just. Did he like, have a beard in that movie where they put stuff in mailbox and it? The lake house. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. He did not have a beard in that. Yeah, yeah. But he was house. much younger. What? Because oh, I oh, that was like 2006, seven or eight. I don't know which one it was. Because I, I was just trying to think about who I seen that movie with, and it was definitely like somewhere around that time. So that would be like a decade. <laughs> that would be a decade since we've seen him clean shaven, roughly. There was. There's one image of. <laughs> Some kids, yeah. Which I'm assuming two of them are theirs, and I'm, I, it's, I'm thinking the two girls are it's pretty <laughs> strong. Well, I was gonna say uh, <laughs> it's pretty clear to see. I think which one is probably Keanu Reeves, yeah, because she looks like him, and I it's know. also really fucking weird. It is. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing, but not to that extent. Where I watched like probably like my seventh or eighth time watching the Ghostbusters trailer, uh-huh. and I realized like the girl, the little girl in it, looks like Harold Ramis, yeah. and I was like, that's weird. It's it's crazy. Because I've I've, I've 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 watched the trailer multiple times now too. Uh, she even has like a hints of his like weird Egon quips about her. Mm-hmm. You know the very dry sense of humor, very kind of like serious, stern uh, tone to her voice, and it's just like, oh, this is creepy almost. It's like like w- w- you're doing you- such a good job that like it's making me feel uneasy because I know the man's dead. When you put out a casting call for something like that. You're like looking for female actress must look like Keanu Reeves or must look like Harold Ramis or have resemblance <laughs> to said actor. I uh, I had to do a double take with uh, the blonde. I at first uh, I couldn't find any full screen images. Um, she looked like Margot Robbie at first. Oh, I, I can like, see that. I was like, is that Margot Robbie? Is she playing one of the dudes? Yeah, this girl also kind of looks like Ezra Miller. Yeah. Or uh, the kid from Stranger Things, Mike, the one from the Ghostbusters. Hair. Yeah. Maybe it's the face too. I want to know in what world, is this what the kids are dressing like now? I'm wondering, is this, when's it set nowadays? Mm, I would no have way. to be. No way they're dressing like that. I'm, I'm assuming that they uh, idolize their fathers because it feels very much like how their dads would dress. And there's also an image of them talking to death. Yes. Which I was like. I I was very excited to see that. I love death. I, I that was probably my favorite Bill and Ted. This is a weird situation because are people really wanting this? Like, was this something people really were like clamoring for? I was excited when they announced it. Like, it's not one of those things that I was like, oh man, I wish we did get another Bill and Ted. But like, it's not something that I'm gonna be like, really, really, do we need this? <laughs> it's no. not something that I think like if it's bad, people are gonna be like, they ruined the Bill and Ted franchise. <laughs> you never know. You never like, know. It could happen. 
like I didn't think the Bill and Ted franchise really carried that much weight. I mean, it has a cult following just like anything else. I mean, I guess it I mean, I guess it did have a certain level of popularity if it had an animated series, right? Yep. Yep. So only the cool stuff got animated series from movies. Back to the Future. It's true. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. The Mask. Ghostbusters. Dumb and Dumber. Yep. Anything with Jim Carrey, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that Dumb and Dumber. There was, I think there was three different animated series with Jim Carrey characters on at the same time. I could be wrong. No, that, you could be right. It's very possible. And they were all terrible. The Mask was entertaining. I enjoyed The Mask. Well. I don't remember Dumb and Dumber, and then I vaguely remember Ace Ventura, but I don't remember it being great. I remember them be, uh, over-exaggerating his uh, Ace Ventura smirk way too much. Um, Bill and Ted, though, yeah. Okay, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> when is that coming out? When is when is it? I don't know. I haven't seen the release date. It's called Bill and Ted Face the Music, right? Yep. Side note, death actually looks like death now. He li- not. No, I don't want the original. <laughs> the original came out in February of 1989, by the way. Ah, I was two. I was... Five. Oh, there's it can't be that. I mean, there's no no trailer for that. August twenty no. first of next year of twenty twenty. Cool. We got Bill and Ted. We got Ghostbusters. I'm excited, dude. Next year's shaping up to be pretty good. I was kind of worried. It's a low key. It's a low key year. Yeah. Well, you don't. But get I any think the- there's still enough to keep you. There's no Star Wars. Yeah. No Avengers. Which I will say that uh, no Star Wars for one years is okay by me. We have. We'll have the Mandalorian probably. But season two. Yeah. That's okay. I'm really hoping. Side note here again. I'm really hoping the Mandalorian connects. Uh, Return of the Jedi up to Force Awakens. It goes all the way up to that. Yeah. I'm really hoping that that is the case because there's so much story between the two that is like unexplained that it kind of irks the shit out of me. <laughs> like it really, like it really bothers me. I'm like, there's so much story there. You know, the empire falls and then the, the first order comes about and it's just like, how, what, what, where, where, how, where did it all happen? Where did it all go wrong? I mean, fucking Han Solo and Leia have a kid. Spoilers. He turns to the dark side. You turn to the dark side. It's about balance, my friend. That's what the Jedi didn't understand. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know, but I think it's time we get in the holiday spirit. Oh, I don't have eggnog. <laughs> Fuck. You're on a uh, non-alcoholic eggnog. Yeah. Do you drink that? Do you drink eggnog? Yeah, I do not. You're a, it's a consistency. Communist. <laughs> it's the consistency. Consistency. It, may, it makes me think of vomit. You're a common communist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's only because I read uh, Red Sun. But let's talk our favorite top five Christmas movies to get us in that holiday spirit. Um, I think number five would be a swell, swell, swell starting point. All right. Yeah. I thought I was about to have a stroke. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I had 911 on speed dial. Good, Don't worry. Good. <laughs> Got the cold sweats. He stroked out talking about Christmas movies. <laughs> All right. You want to go first? Um, sure. All right. Mine isn't really fully in any particular order. I just kind of looked at Christmas movies. I was like, that's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a bunch on here. There's a bunch that aren't on mine that would definitely be, but like it was, it was essentially the top five that popped in my head first. Um, but uh, it, for me, this is one of the best iterations of <laughs> I right now. the uh, yeah classic telling. Yeah, it's the Charles Dickens classic. Yep. And number five, I have a Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh no, it wasn't the one I thought you were gonna say. No, no. Um, that's like one of the first ones I think every year we put on, and the music is just so darn catchy, pure, <laughs> and good. And Michael Caine kills it as Scrooge. Oh yeah, but he can't sing for shit. Nah. Like, what's weird is that he uh, he's done Broadway. Like, I don't know if it's done on purpose in this, but like, he sings like at the end of the movie, like he's singing, and it's like he's really, he's really bad. <laughs> like he's not keeping up with these Muppets at all. And every time I watch, every time I watch a Muppets movie, whether it be that or the Muppets or anything like that, I'm like, I think of like the actors doing. I'm like, how fucking cool is that? Like, how cool must that be <laughs> to bad. be doing a movie when you just have Kermit sitting there, like all the Muppets. <laughs> Like that has to be like, I imagine you like shooting certain action movies is kind of like the same thing or certain, you know, this, it's always kind of the same mm-hmm. repetitious routine and all that. 
But I would imagine shooting a Muppets movie is like an experience for people. Oh, yeah, I'm sure of it. I think uh, you can look it up. Jason Siegel talks about when he did the Muppets movie back in, um, you know, early 2000s or whenever that was to okay. in 2012 or whatever. Um, how how he said basically the whole time he was on set that he would he was just geeking out because he just turned to his left and there's Kermit. Yeah. Or Miss Piggy or, you know, Fozzie or, you know, any of them. Um, but so I can imagine like it would just be maddening. You know, it's one of the things I, I like about Christmas movies, too, is they're fucking short. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never. Almost never is it over an hour and a half. Most of the time, it's like 90 minutes for the most part. All those old uh, stop motion claymation stuff, you oh, know, yeah. Rudolph and all that, that's all probably 90 minutes yeah. tops. I think there's one longer one. I can't remember which one it is now, but it's always the one I probably skipped. <laughs> <laughs> My number five is uh, it's it's definitely one that has to be watched on Christmas morning Um, is the Grinch, the cartoon, not the Jim Christmas Carrey morning. One. Really? Yeah. Is yeah. it is that like a thing, just like a thing that you did? No, that like this was a thing that I established when I moved out into my own house. OK, so this is a new thing. This Yeah, this is a relatively new thing. It's just it's it's because like I I had, didn't have it in my collection until I had moved out. I think it was like my first Christmas at, at the house I live at now. Um, And I just went to Target probably about three or four nights before Christmas. And I was doing Christmas shopping and I seen it, picked it up. And that was the that was the film I put in on Christmas morning was The Grinch. You know, I always have something playing when I'm cooking breakfast for my mom and my sister and all them because they come over and I do breakfast and it just kind of stuck. It was it was just one of those things. I get up in the morning, grab all the stuff out of the pantry, go throw in the movie, play it while I'm cooking breakfast and serve up breakfast. And then, you know, we go on with our merry Christmas way. Interesting. Plus, I love I'm a I'm a Dr. Seuss fan. I think I think that guy is probably one of the best things that happened to uh, human existence ever. So it's kind of interesting hearing uh, new traditions unfold. Yeah. Um. I don't I don't know if the Grinch was really a regular around my house. I know like the the claymation stuff, like especially like Rudolph. Yeah. And then like the animated Frosty movie were all like Christmas staples. And there's so much weird shit out there <laughs> when it comes to those claymation movies. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, you're talking deviant art weird. No, no, oh. no, no, no. Oh, Just like bad. There's like so much shit that I didn't know about and stuff like told me there's like one with like a, a Christmas donkey. There's just yes. so much weird shit out yeah. there. And then like a, yeah, like the year without a Santa Claus. Uh -huh. and, uh, I, I one I hate the most is Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> I can't stand the Little Drummer. That's Boy. That's my favorite. No, it's <laughs> yeah. It's, it was just one of those ones that like as a kid I would get so overly just angry that it came on because like there were so many better movies to watch than Little Drummer Boy. I mean, you didn't even show like a, a year without a Santa Claus. That's a good one. Mm. Um, there's um, what was it called? Just the Santa Claus. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, that was another really good. About one. the origins of Santa of Chris Kringle himself. He was his penguin friend. He was. <laughs> Just shows that not all gingers are evil, soulless uh, bastards. Bastards. <laughs> no number way. number four for me. Um, like I said, these aren't really. In, I'm trying not to do them in. Inter I'm trying to keep them in some kind of order, but it's really hard to, to pick and choose. It would take it would take us days to formulate a proper list. Yeah, and we just. I think the only one that's really cemented for me is probably my number one. Oh, okay, but uh, but number number four for me. Uh, I think would be on most people's list is Home Alone. Ditto. <laughs> is it your number four? My number four. Oh my god, it, <laughs> it's so good. And like, but what's bad though is like as you get older, at some points, sometimes you're like identifying with the adults. You're like, ah, Kevin, you kind of are being oh, a yeah, little shit. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a total and complete cock. Uh, but on the other hand, I go. Uncle Frank's a fucking dick. Oh, he's he's a cheap ass stealing motherfucker. Like he's he steals the salt and pepper shaker off the off the freaking plane. Like <laughs> I never how, that. how low do you have to be to steal the salt and pepper off of a plane? But put him in your purse. 
I know <laughs> I know we're talking about Home Alone, but uh, Home Alone 2. Yeah. So every time we watch that, Steph always gets mad. She's always like, oh, my God. She was like, I, I just I get I don't get it. Like Kevin had every reason to do what he did in the in the yeah. recital. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Like, there's no reason he should be in trouble. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, I, agree, like, I agree, too. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, this is kind of fucked up. That whole family's fucked up. Like, it's, <laughs> it, seriously, like I stand by this every year. I go, how do you forget your child? Well, <laughs> don't tell me the, the the factor that the one kid was in the van yeah, when they're well, doing. Yeah, the count. girl counted it. And she said what? everyone was here and they were frantic. They were late. Have you ever been late before? <laughs> yes, you have. I have been. I have been late, but I have, I would have. No, I, I'm going to stand by here. You don't know if here. you would have forgotten your kid. <laughs> I would not forget my kid, even though the, apparently that family also has issues with, uh, you know, keeping it in their pants because they had 14 children. On oh, every time we watch it, I'm always like, who's 14. kids who? Like, like, which ones are actually like the parents kids? Yeah. And which ones are the cousins? Like I always every every the only thing that's ever been cemented for me was that Kevin and Buzz are brothers. I think and I think they have they either have one sister or two sisters. Okay. I know there's sisters in there somewhere. Yeah, because he says something about my sisters uh, and he names off two names when wishing for his family to come back or he's, he says, he's talking like, about hey, maybe <laughs> get the tic tacs. The, the thing about that movie too is like you as a kid and like you you watch it. It's one of those movies you watch it and initially you're like oh this is so fun and then like the more you watch it the more you have these moments like wait a minute <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> Um, what's really funny is if you haven't watched it, the, the, the movies that made us, have you watched it yet? No, no? I've watched the Ghostbusters episode. Home Alone's another one. And they, they talk about how, and I've always thought this as a kid because I, I'd, I'd watch, you know, the Godfather and Casino and everything like that. And I'm like, man, Joe, Joe Pesci loves the F word. And apparently that was a problem on set. Like Pesci could not say lines without the F word. So he had to actually make up his own, uh, language, which is why he's going. Yeah. That's, that's, that was his substitute for, uh, dropping the F bomb or saying shit or any of it yeah and i was like okay i was like i'm glad to see that like i was kind of right at the age of five that joe pesci had a swearing problem <laughs> you ever watch one of those things on youtube where they do like the home alone traps on yes. like the silicone dummies on the, and you're on like the ballistic dummies you're yes like, huh yeah they would die <laughs> <laughs> they would they would legitimately be dead the thing that always gets me is the nail through the foot well that <laughs> oh god but it's actually like that like even like i'm at a point where i'm like i can't even sit you know uh i can't even you know disbelieve this like i can't sustain my disbelief oh Okay. Is in the second one when um, the tool chest Daniel no when Daniel Stern's getting hit in the face with fucking bricks. Oh. <laughs> he's and he's not like like not that it's any better, but he's not like just dropping them from a roof. He's fucking chucking them. them. He's throwing them, dude. And I'm like, he would be dead. His face would be shattered, <laughs> and he would be dead. Uh, every time somebody brings that up, all all that pops in my head is uh, suck brick, kid. <laughs> When and like because we when we watched it recently, obviously we were watching it, and I was like, you know what? I was like, really? Like all this movie is is like from the beginning. Like you have the beginning, like setting up everything, and then everything in the middle is just pretty much filler until you get to the end when like yeah, they're trying to break in and all. Like, one, one thing that always made me mad about the first one was he's sitting down for his microwave dinner, which is mac and cheese. He doesn't get to finish it. There's that, <laughs> but more of the factor of uh, and this is where I can I cannot suspend my disbelief. Um, how good that mac and cheese looks for a microwave dinner. <laughs> like I'm just like, no, there's no way in shit that's a microwave dinner that looks too. Delicious delicious to be a microwave macaroni and cheese different times man i don't know <laughs> it's still a microwavable meal 
I will say that number three is Home Alone two. So we is can, it? We can save some time well, on that. I, you know, I you say like Home Alone. Like I went back and forth about Home Alone two. Them. Is like where I where my disbelief was like is like okay, I, how the fuck do you get on the wrong plane? <laughs> <laughs> and like that, I, that my friend, and being a guy that travels, that is more believable than really? getting your kid. Yes, because like well, I just like how the flight attendant is just like let's just fight or just go find a seat. That's <laughs> go find. Your, here's my dad. She's like okay, good. Bye. <laughs> but you got to remember, this is like early '90s. This was before like that's true. PSA and all that other stuff. I, um, I you like still the, had security, but it was a private security. You know, it was uh, people employed via the airport, and it wasn't. It was so stupid lenient. Um, so you got that. But the factor that this stewardess or you know this door door attendant, you know whatever she is, just says, "Oh yeah, I guess you're good. You don't have a boarding pass present. You know, just go go find a seat. We'll we'll figure it out later." <laughs> Uh, but that movie uh, has probably one of the best marketed tools. Uh, the talk boy. The talk boy. I that had things t- did not fucking work like that. <laughs> Every time I watch that, talk about suspending disbelief. I'm like, no talk boy was that fucking clear. We're using Uncle Frank's in the room with you. Bullshit. That, okay, so everything about that whole ordeal, right? So he's recording Uncle Frank, and then he gets caught, and he ends up taking off before the before Uncle Frank says something about, "Oh, you're cooking, Frankie." But he plays the tape later on when he's trying to fool uh, Tim Curry. Yeah, and he gets that part completely clear. Like he had already fucking booked it out of the room. There was no way you're getting this on it's tape. The, they did the hard oversell. Oh yeah. Voice. But you know what? I I got a talk boy one for one Christmas, and let me tell you, that was probably one of the best gifts of my childhood. I would rather had the turtle doves. <laughs> I would have rather had the homeless lady. Oh no, dude, that lady freaks me out. Way scarier than the old. Oh, man. she probably smelled so bad. <laughs> probably she was homeless. Oh, but as I mentioned, though, we also had Rob Schneider and Tim Curry. Ah, oh, that was the best thing in the world. A, a special guest appearance from the president of the United States, <laughs> Mr. Trump. <laughs> What's really funny is at the beginning of all this, uh, I, I've dubbed it the Trump era. Um, I said something. Well, the guy can't be that bad. He helped Kevin find the lobby. <laughs> and then the fucking memes floored out. And I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I guess I missed my my mark. I should have made the meme before anybody else. I uh, The Home Alone 2 is the antithesis of rinse and repeat when it comes <laughs> yeah. to movie sequels. It's John, it's which John it Hughes at his, at his best, man. He just rinses and reuses. Look at everything he's done. Yeah. But, like, it, it's just filled with so much heart because of his writing that, like, yeah. it, it sells until Beethoven. Um, Number three for me, and this was a hard one to put at number three, but I'm even, I, I'm going to change it last minute. Number three for me is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Ah, see, like, that was was where I was like, man, I wish I could combine like um, Home Alone one and two because I really want to put Christmas. We we just here. watched that last night actually, I and like love it. Steph hates it. What? She, <laughs> she so she has this thing when watching movies when like just like really uncomfortable things happen. <laughs> like that whole movie's uncomfortable. It's like watching an episode of Doug where you get like severe like secondhand embarrassment from the main character because they're so fucking stupid. <laughs> so that's basically what happens. And uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah, the uh, that was one of those that one and the next two Christmas movies on my list are the ones that were always on around my house uh, and were always quoted. The part where like uh, Chevy Chase is drinking the eggnog, he's like, <laughs> and he's just like losing his shit. <laughs> like that moment is just like Chevy Chase at his best. <laughs> and like, I'm not even the biggest Chevy Chase fan, but that whole the build up to everything and the shitters full. <laughs> squirrel in the tree the squirrel in the tree the putting up the lights like and just that overall you know arching dread of like family coming to visit yeah. and oh man then when he gets uh he gets he gets fucking his bonus his yeah. christmas bonus jelly of the month club that's just the gift that keeps on giving clark 
it's like it's so stupid and you know i think good good solid christmas movies like that are, are ones that they have those like small moments stuff like that and like you said the squirrel and Mm-hmm. When he has the chainsaw and it's kind of like a callback to It's Wonderful Life and he <laughs> cuts the top of the pillar off. Uh-huh. Then you have the annoying neighbors. Oh, oh God. I, I remember growing up hating them. Just like richy, snobby motherfuckers, dude. Just like drenching all over Christmas. What I didn't know is that you grow up and 90% of us turn into those motherfuckers. Yeah. Like we're just like, fuck Christmas. I can't take this fucking season. Um, Don't have any money. <laughs> everything, everything, uh, everything about that movie just screams Christmas and nostalgia for uh, me. And I love happy the grandpa times. too. I can't remember the guy's name. Well, they're just both grandpa. The, the one that talks like this. Oh, smoking. that's that's the uncle. Oh, that's the uncle? That's uh, George. Holy that, shit. Yeah, yeah. That's their uncle. Till till this day, I always thought it was grandpa. Great uncle. <laughs> Great uncle. That's okay. That's where the confusion. Where he lights in. the cigar next to the tree and then it like catches <laughs> on fire. fire. Just like that too. It goes up like a like a goddamn firecracker. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And then they the have cat, the-, the cat chewing on the lights. <laughs> They have the every every year one of the cats go after the lights and that's all I see in my head is <laughs> <laughs> that moment in that movie I'm just that cat had no lives he just spent them all <laughs> at the end when they're uh, they're all outside and uh, they're looking at the, he's like oh that's the Christmas star and the uncle he's like that's not the Christmas star that's from a nitroglycerin plant. <laughs> It's so good. And like there were so many like little lines in it that like worked into my everyday like life at home. And like the one is where they find out that uh, Brian Doyle Murray's character, the boss, didn't give people Christmas bonuses. Mm -hmm. And the one cop's like, you didn't give Christmas bonus. That's pretty low, man. I had a rubber hose. I'd beat you with it. It's just like, oh, it's so good. If you can't tell just from us talking about it. Oh, I don't I don't know a single soul that hasn't seen that movie, though. No, like I, I would say our uh, targeted audience, probably all of them have seen the movie. Yeah. So like I, I'm hoping they're sitting here like listening to it, just like laughing their ass off. Like, oh, my God. I hope they I hope somebody's going like, shit, I need to watch that before just pop, 25th. They're popping it in right now. Yes. Like, fuck these they're, guys. They're turning off the show and <laughs> popping the movie. <laughs> um. So since we so do I go to number two? next? Yeah, go to number two because we kind of went over my three. So. Yeah. Uh. Number two. Uh, and you may say it's you know overdone or whatever, but it, I, I maintain that if it's not on someone's list, at least top ten list, it's not a true Christmas movie list, uh, Christmas story. Really? Okay. Here's where um, we differ because when I lived with my mom and my dad, it would be on TNT all day. That's all we would. Oh watch. yeah, yeah, twenty four hours of Christmas story. I wanted to blow my fucking. Head oh off. no, like, he would always have it on, and then and that's the thing you you always say like you're gonna watch the Christmas story, but you're gonna watch it completely fucking out of order. <laughs> yeah, because you're gonna catch like the middle, <laughs> and then the next thing you know you catch the beginning, and then you're like you see some of the end, and uh-huh. then it's just like I don't think I actually seen it all the way through until I was a full grown adult and I actually like watched it on a, a hard copy. And it like many other Christmas movies um, was. Like, was it actually like a box office failure at first? And I don't, I don't know at what point suddenly it became when T&T it became like this Christmas <laughs> nostalgia type thing. But and I think because I think what helps it is it's like a it's like a generational thing. Like it has that timeless feel to it yes. because it's set in the past. Because I remember watching it growing up. I'm like, when was this filmed? There was actually one year I uh, went out to my mom's and it was on. And there was actually like a family, not argument, but a back and forth disagreement of what year it takes place in. Uh-huh. And like, it's just funny because like, you know, the older people, they're like, well, no, because this was, it was well, the Wizard of Oz had just came out. So clearly, you know, that was popular at the time. So it had to have been this year, but no, this, uh, but he's driving at this kind of car. And it's like, yeah. and I'm just like, I'm going to go on Google. <laughs> what did Google say? I think it's, I, I think it's like, I want to say like 1940. 40 something. I was, uh, I, w- I always chalked it up at the factor of like, it was one of those weird, uh, decade pieces where it's supposed to be set in this era, but they take things from that era 
and all this other stuff to kind of make it uh, uh, in this weird oddity sense a timeless classic. See, I, th- I don't know if there is because I, I looked up and it says 1940. It says the radio orphan Annie decoder pin that Ralphie receives is the 1940 speedomic model. And I'm like, wow, you know, it's it's general consensus is that it takes place in 1940. OK, um, oh, but it, oh, that's just once again, like it's just one of those ones that like it's just constantly quoted around my house and around Christmas, like when he's in the bathroom and he does the secret decoder thing and he figures out he's like a crummy commercial. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> or the classic, oh, fudge. But I didn't say fudge. Daddy's going to kill Ralphie. <laughs> when he kicks the shit out of Scott Farkas. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so good. It's uh, just beautiful. Or the, oh man, the classic tongue to the pole. And so my, people might think I'm crazy here, you but you know, you, you know what feeling that movie captures really good? The end of Christmas feeling like at the end of the movie, when the kids are going to bed and the parents are sitting and they're like, yeah. you just like it, it encompasses that feeling of like the end of Christmas where you're just like relief. Well, <laughs> relief, whether it's relief or like, oh, no, this is it till next year. Yeah. Especially like when you were a kid, you were like, and it's over. And it, yeah. Just like that. Blink of an eye. But no. Yeah. You, I'll agree with that. Definitely. Because even, even nowadays, like thinking about it now in a nowadays standpoint being 32 and 32 right right. sure (laughs) anyways uh at the end of the night christmas night like we get home we kick off our shoes and it's just like you know you just let a big exacerbated sigh you know there we go it's it's just it's such a weird uh and obviously it was always a really bummer feeling when you were a kid because you're like yeah "Uh." yeah you got your gifts and now guess what you got to wait till next year yeah you'll be another year older i mean unless you were one of those kids that got gifts like all the time but i was not one of them (laughs) Mama Bear worked her ass off to give us the best Christmas presents possible. So Christmas was always one of those things for me as a kid was like really magical. It only got screwed up when I grew up. So (laughs) don't grow up. It's a trap. What's your number two? My number two is uh, is a (laughs) is a is a classic uh, starring Bill Goldberg called Santa Slay. What? (laughs) Are you shitting me right now? (laughs) Nope. Nope. Santa Slay is a must watch. I've never seen it. Really? Never seen you it. You really should watch it. I'll tell you that. I it, still feel it like you're pulling my leg. It's a horror <laughs> like movie. It's, Chris- it's a Christmas horror movie. Wait, you put Santa Slay, <laughs> but not National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I am a. You're I a am son a, of a bitch. That's what you are. I am a horror fanatic, man. I, I thought you were going to say I'm my, a horrible person. <laughs> I, I love my horror movies, and I especially love my horror movies when they have a Christmas feel to them. Uh, so when Santa is a psycho murderer, that's going around killing families. I mean, like just look up the opening sequence of Santa Slay, and you'll laugh your fucking ass off and you go, I have to see the rest of this movie. Cause that's exactly what happened to me was I, I seen the opening sequence of Santa Slay, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I have to watch this. And it became a, a, a yearly staple. Obviously this is one that I watched solo because Janelle will not watch this with me. She's like, no, I'm not taking part in this stupid thing with That's you. That's like uh, Just Friends for me. Just Friends? Yeah. Like Ryan Reynolds, Just yeah. Friends? I love that movie. Oh, Steph hates it. <laughs> Once again, going back movie. to the like uh, secondhand embarrassment or like terrible yes. moments. Like my, my snow globe collection. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, where's my skates? <laughs> I need to show off my talents. <laughs> That movie is fucking great. I'm I'm going on record that it's probably top five of my favorite Ryan Reynolds movies. That's another show for another. Yeah, day. yeah. <laughs> that's another <laughs> top five show for us. Waiting, um, <laughs> Deadpool two. <laughs> Um, I did watch Six Underground the other day. Uh, I have to rewatch it because it's very, it's a very, very spastic movie. There's a spot 
a, a TV spot or something where Ryan Reynolds is talking about how it's the most Michael Bay movie ever because it's a Michael Bay movie, uh, and he he's not pulling anybody's chain. Like it's like really? Michael Bay times like ten thousand. It's like super hard to watch, and I'm a Michael Bay fan. Like I enjoy his movies for the fact that there's just huge explosions, but it is very spastic. Um, but yeah, Santa Slay, man. Is is Bill Goldberg the only star in it? Um, is is there any other notable? The the opening sequence is full of uh well known faces. Mm. Uh, but for the most part in the movie, yeah, Bill Goldberg is probably the biggest star. So did you ever see that uh, Krampus Krampus movie? The horror movie? No, because yeah. uh, a lot of people said it was trash. And now there's like, I don't know, probably like eight Krampus movies like for free to watch on Voodoo. And I can't remember which one was the one that got released in theaters. The one with, this is the one that has Adam Scott in it. Adam Scott's in Krampus? Yes. It also has. Um, I didn't know that. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of the actor's name, but he was the guy that he was in. He was in Waiting. He was in Anchorman. Champ. Oh, yeah. Talks out the side of his mouth. Yeah. I always thought that was a gimmick. I didn't know that was like how he actually talked. I'm looking at the cast for Santa Slay and I literally do not recognize a single yeah. name except Bill Goldberg. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I would definitely maybe not for Christmas, but I'd highly suggest checking that out because it's a ridiculous fucking horror movie. And it's, just, it's just so much fun. Explores. What's your number two? Or no, oh, we, yeah. hit, we hit your number two. Yeah, it's number one. Oh, number one time. All right. Number, number one. one. My number one is with a bullet. With a bullet. <laughs> and like I said, this is the one where like when you mentioned this, I was like, well, number one is uh Bill Murray Scrooged. There it is. See, I thought that was going to be number no, five. No, that's that's number one for me. Like that movie, I literally laugh at the exact same parts <laughs> every time. Yeah, and yeah. like there's, it's such a Bill Murray like movie too. In the way that Ghostbusters is, it's just you don't get comedy like that anymore. It's so mm. subtle. Yeah, like. It can go right over your head when when uh, his assistant show or I don't know if it's assistant or whatever, but she shows him the newspaper of the lady that died watching the ad. She's like, she shows me. He's like, oh, who she? She's pretty. <laughs> he's like, she died watching her. And he's like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and the point that Steph every year because we always end up watching it on my birthday because my birthday is in December, so it works out. But uh, the part that like gets me every time is when they're at lunch and he's seeing all the shit. Uh-huh. And he's like pointing at the thing. He's like, oh, you don't want that, sir. That's and then he sees the eyeball and, and then he sees the one waiters on fire. So he gets to the water and he throws it on him. Yes. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, I thought you were Richard Pryor. <laughs> and then he goes to walk away and he just like he falls. And I can't even explain it. It's so hilarious because it looks like a genuine like slip and fall. And he gets up like nothing ever happened. It's like Bill Murray doesn't do a lot of physical comedy. No, no. Um, he's very quick witted. Yeah. That's his, uh, that's his comic stature. But oh my gosh. And the movie has so much heart. It, it leaves you with that. I cry at a couple parts. I can't recall currently. Cause I think I mentally block it out every time. The, uh, it just gives you that Christmas feeling. Oh, at the I end. just remembered one where he, where he <laughs> goes uh, back and sees his mom. There's that. Yeah. But there's also the, the part where, um, I think it's Christmas future shows him, uh, his assistant's kid. Oh yeah. He's yeah, in yeah. the asylum. Yeah. That one kind of like I was like, oh, that one gets me every time. I was like, dude, that's that's a fucking that's that's a drag right there. It's so like I think and I I think it's underrated. I agree. I don't think it's appreciated enough. I don't think enough people like watch it. Like, I I feel like I don't know. I think it's getting lost in the generations. I remember growing up. It was always on USA around Christmas time. Always. Um, And it was it just like I remember it being out of my grandma's house. We'd be down there. We'd watch it or just be out in the background. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But oh, that's it always had. it, It definitely has my favorite three. Uh, variations of the ghosts. Oh yeah, love it's, the taxi driver that looks like Belicio del Toro, but it's not. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the guy from the uh, New York Dolls. Yeah, um, but then the lady from uh, Taxi, and I can't think of her name. Uh-huh. Um, also plays the the penguin's mother in Gotham. Yeah. Oh, does she? Yeah, yeah. That's that's hilarious. Uh, just like that whole interaction, how she just like beats the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> you touch me again, I'm gonna rip your goddamn wings off. Okay. <laughs> 
And he plays such a good Scrooge too. Oh, he's like a believable down to earth version of Scrooge. Not like the classic, uh, you know, Charles Dickens yeah. of Scrooge. And like, I think that really kind of like hits the hammer home uh, with that movie. And like the, like I said, the ending where he's giving his big speech and like, oh, I just get it. It's so warm, fuzzy feeling. Uh-huh. It's so perfect. I love it. And it has a what's her face too as the love interest. Yeah. From uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. I can't think of her name. I can't remember her name either. I, I don't think she's had a lot of. She words. works at a toll booth. Oh, she doesn't. What? She doesn't know. I was about to say, I, th- I thought she worked at a homeless shelter. No, no, I'm saying the actress. Oh, the- <laughs> I, I can't say yes or no about that. I don't know. She, does, she doesn't. She, she was, does, she was in, she was sure? in uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. Was she? She was. I don't even She married that. Dr. Jones at the end. I don't it was time for love. It was time for love. Apparently it was time for love another time too. What about, uh, what about you? What's your... My number one, without a doubt, 100% Christmas movie. Christmas with the cranks. <laughs> Yes. Or, Fred or Claus. Deck the halls. I like Fred Claus, but I like Fred Claus for, you know, different first, reasons. Yeah, different reasons and very personal reasons. Um, my number one, hands down, Christmas movie that has to be watched every year on Christmas Eve, if I can, Die Hard. <laughs> no. Die Hard. Really? <laughs> because what what kind of Christmas can you call Christmas if you don't see Hans Gruber drop from Nakatomi Plaza? <laughs> That's how you bring Christmas in, baby. You bring in the new year. <laughs> you bring in the new year. No, I told you this already earlier today. The The new year gets brought in by the Statue of Liberty busting through the... I want to see one of those posts. It's like, if you start Die Hard at this exact time, <laughs> Hans Gruber will hit the ground at midnight. <laughs> uh, funny story about that. Uh, the look on Alan Rickman's face is completely and utterly real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like, he was on a thing and they dropped him. They, they said they were going to drop him on three and they dropped him. And he, <laughs> that's the appropriate face yep, to make. Yep, yeah. So that's, now he's dead. Oh, You know, I've I've never I've never had any particular I don't want to say any fondness because um, that makes it sound like I just don't like it. But Die Hard's always just kind of been there for me. Yeah, but like, not like they're in an emotional <laughs> way. <laughs> It's really? just always kind of been there like, like, oh, yeah, that's a movie. John McClane was that guy you were always like, I wish that was my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much cool, cool stuff about that. I just learned about that movie, too. Because the movies I made us? Yes. It was a very good episode. It was one of those ones that I was watching and I was just like, really? Really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> there was just a lot of that going on. So your pick is a very controversial pick, though. It is. Because some people don't. Some people are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't. Some people do not see it as a Christmas movie. My biggest. Um, yeah. Yeah, that might, I just, I don't, I'm, me personally, I don't get it. Like, I don't see how you would say that it's not a Christmas movie. A lot of people's argument is that it was, wasn't released around Christmas time. It was, it was a summer release. That's the and reasoning? That's, uh, that's a weak ass reasoning. And that's the overall, that it, there's no Christmas themes in it, aside from the fact that it just so happens to be a Christmas party. <laughs> What's a wonderful life? That is a very good argument because it's a wonderful life doesn't take place all only like I'd say the last like 30 minutes. Yeah. Take place. Yeah. I think you see a little bit before uh, he has his whole, uh, you know, basically the plot of the movie. And then you have the ending where they're standing next to the, a Christmas tree. Well, yeah, because his whole meltdown, everything happens on Christmas and all yeah. that. But that's really the only that's another movie that was a failure when it first came out. Yeah. I, but, think, uh, I think a lot of Christmas movies are just generally a failure. So you 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 are definitely one of the people that die hard as a Christmas movie. Oh, 100%. Um, I, I can see that's the thing. I can support the argument when I when you throw in something like uh, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. You go, OK, well, then what about this? Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of the whole thing. Like a lot of people, the argument is, um, you know, well, it's not about Christmas. Why is it not a, like what dictates if it's about Christmas or not about Christmas? Like technically home alone happens at Christmas time, but it's about a kid that gets left alone. Technically, the Santa Claus only starts and ends on Christmas. True. Yeah. There's seeds where they're walking around. They're playing soccer. Yeah. 
Very true. Yeah, because the first one he it goes through all year because he's like doing the weird transformation yeah. and stuff, but he's still living his everyday life. That brings us, I think, to the next segment of the show we're going to call "Is it a Christmas movie?" <laughs> Lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning okay. quick. You got a list? Oh, I I got enough cool. of a list. Cool. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Gremlins. Christmas. Even though it was released on June eighth, nineteen eighty four, it happens all during Christmas. They, I, there's Christmas caroling gremlins. I. I don't think anybody could argue that Gremlins is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe the Christians. They could maybe. Argue. But I know a lot of people like, you know, be like, oh, it's, 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 you know, I want like, I really want to meet these people, like these people that say that these movies are not because I've never met one that's like, no, like I've met them online. I've seen them online, but not never in person because I, I would love to challenge one of them because I'm pretty sure it's just one of those things like, oh, everybody says it. So I'm going to say the opposite um, because I love being controversial yes. for every wrong reason. That could be how this whole thing started, though. It could be. It could um, be. Batman Returns. Definitely. 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 It's, it's, it's another one that I definitely watched during December. It's. I don't think of it. Like, just not that I don't think of it as well. It's just when I think of Christmas movies I need to watch, like that one never never pops in, pops in my brain. That one is probably one that's very stemmed from my childhood. Which is funny because that was another movie I think it was released in uh, in the summer. I feel like it, this happens more back in the nowadays because uh, they start writing and brainstorming around Christmas and then the movie gets released in like summer, July area. Um, hang on. Here's one that I find interesting. It only, and I, I blame ABC Family for this, but the Harry Potter movies. Hmm. See, because people, because there's there's scenes in it that are Christmas, right? But it's not like a Christmas movie. Yeah, I would. Uh, I I I can't sit here and say indefinitely because I haven't really seen all the Harry Potter movies. Um, but from my understanding, like it's exactly what you just said. So I would say not Christmas. Um, here's one: Trading Places. Ooh, Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. That's a difficult one because it happens during the season, but goes all the way through New Year's New Year's Eve. Ooh, I never thought about that one. I would say just to give an answer. That is more of a New Year's Eve movie than a Christmas movie. Um, Edward Scissorhands. Another one. Another one that it starts off in one time, but the climax of the movie is all Christmas. On um, Christmas. And the whole thing is about the whole subtext of snow. And the- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very good visuals. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Um, I do love Edward Scissorhands, but it's not one that's on my list for Christmas. So I, I guess I'll go with not Christmas. No particular reason other than I, I can't really make a justification if it is Christmas or not for Christmas. This is a stupid thing because <laughs> I pulled up a list of like unconventional or what movies that may be seen as Christmas movies or not. Yeah. And they have the night before on here. What? That is 150 yes. million percent yeah. a Christmas movie. There's no way around that one. How would you even remotely say that's not a, a Christmas movie? You can't. That's like you fucking can't. Dude, when that movie came out that 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 became like one of my epitome christmas movies like that it's one of those ones i'm always i always like i forget about it at first but then i'm like oh wait the night before (laughs) yeah because it's so fucking funny it's so good it's such a fantastic uh comedic movie and it it, anthony mackie that movie is probably one of the funniest things there are there is there are no oh but seth rogan when he's in the church oh my god when he's talking to the nativity scene outside of the church (laughs) the baby shit he hisses at the baby he's like Just that whole sequence when he starts taking the drugs and stuff is just, oh, nonstop hilarity. It's so good. Um, and it's such a nice, wonderful, warm, like, undertone of three friends that, like, oh, when they do the flashback. When oh, they do the yeah. flashback of, of the night when uh, his, his parents, like, passed away. I, th- I think it's the night when his parents passed away. And, the, you know, Seth Rogen and Anthony Mackie come over and hug it out and drink out of a flat. Fuck yeah. That's a goddamn good time right there. It makes... 
I don't, there's not a lot of comedy movies where it emotionally moves me as well as like makes me laugh uh, until my bladder hurts. So screw whoever said that, that they're dumb. Uh, the Ref, which is Dennis Leary movie where he kidnaps a family, uh, holds a family hostage on Christmas. I vaguely remember it. I don't think I've ever seen it though. I'm going to say that obviously I think that would be one too. Like it's not your standard affair. And I think that's just it. Like people look at it like, well, if it's not your standard Christmas movie yeah, but where what? Christmas plays a part in the plot, I think people look like, so Die Hard. Uh, being it, it being Christmas doesn't play as much of a part in the plot as much as it is a background setting. Yeah. And to a lot of people, Christmas movie is Christmas, you know, has to play a part in the plot or is, a, you know, I mean, a, I will, I'll argue, a reason for the season. Yeah. I, I'll argue that point of Die Hard, too, is that um, Hans and his group of merry men decide to hit uh, the party because they knew everybody was there. Hence the underlying theme of Christmas. Christmas was a direct result in the factor of these uh uh, it's not called terrorists. They're technically our terrorists, but they didn't like to use it in, in, in the release of the movie. Um, but that's the reason they showed up is because they knew the Christmas party was going to happen and they knew that they could get what they wanted. So Christmas was the reason that it all happened. Boom. Iron yeah. Man 3. Iron Man 3 for me is a Christmas movie just because there's so many Christmas references to it all. I mean, it starts off with a it Christmas. It starts off with him suiting up in Mark 42 to dashing through the snow or um, Jingle Bells. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Was it a Frank Sinatra rendition? I don't know. I can't remember right now. Um, I think that's all I got. Because I said Ghostbusters too, but then you kind of pointed out that's more of a New Year's. I totally I just, think it's New Year's. Every time I think of Ghostbusters too, I think of them running down the, the street montage. in the ghost in the Ghostbuster suits with yep. the Santa hats on. <laughs> one of the uh, one of my biggest collecting regrets is not grabbing that um, Christmas pack from. Toys R Us when it came out, the Mattel ones. Oh, yeah. Um, but they Diamond Selected release uh, the black suits with the Christmas hats. I still have to get all of them. So if you if you see those, you please do let me know in some way, shape or form in a comment or uh, on my personal Facebook that it's somewhere and I need to go get it. Lethal weapon. Christmas, 100%. I feel like there's more. There's probably. There's probably a lot more. I just can't really think of them. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah, definitely. Uh, ooh, yeah, no, I'm going to go with that. That is a Christmas movie, but the, the Christmas tone is not as evident as like something like Die Hard jingle all the way a lot of people say that that technically is not christmas but it's 100 christmas 100 christmas that's as much christmas as you can get yeah there's that tone is everywhere trying to get that impossible toy for the season last one nightmare before christmas oh that is a really good argument because it's some people are like is it a halloween movie is it a christmas movie i say fuck it it's both i i totally agree with you that that's the that's the disgusting beauty of that movie is that you can watch it on Halloween and you can watch it on Christmas. You can basically watch it for three months straight. <laughs> if you are that hot topic kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. That movie's so short. It is. Like, but I will have to say that um, the rewatch factor of that movie as I get older, I think, is dwindling. I don't find it as enjoyable nowadays as I did back in my uh, youth. Youth. Mm. I don't know why. I can't really pinpoint it other than I don't, I don't know because I love stop motion. So like that's kind of I think what keeps me watching is that the factor that it's stop motion. Uh, but yeah, I, I think we need more stop motion. Agreed. We can do enough. it. Yeah. I, I Get some we, clay. We just got to. What for? We have Marvel Legends. <laughs> I thought you meant like stop motion claymation. Oh, no, that would be fantastic, too, if I knew how to. Oh, no, no, I kind of I, I think I have the way to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Stay <I think>. tuned. <laughs> we got to find the fucking time to do it. I think that's, that'll that's a painstakingly long process. And that's a lot of time. We'd make like five second videos and it'd take us four weeks. Yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I think that'll do it for this week's episode. I'm all tapped out of Christmas cheer. Yeah, I'm, I'm over this shit. We hope you all have a very <laughs> safe and happy holiday. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Hopefully next week we're able to converge for a Star Wars review for The Last Jedi, which is really strange. I keep forgetting that it's coming out. I'm just like, oh shit, mm -hmm. that's right. That thing's happening. Uh, no joke. I am kind of excited and I think you can totally blame The, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, I totally think that's kind of what, because leading up to the release of this, I literally, I, I wasn't joking when I said I don't want to see it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden like I've watched six episodes of The Mandalorian and like I've gone back and I've watched The Force Awakens. I've watched The Last Jedi. 
I watched uh, New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi. I will not watch those fucking prequels because those are shit. I, that Nothing's changed my mind about that. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to see the conclusion of, of this uh, this part of the saga or the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say that it's still pretty convoluted, but Force Awakens was not as bad as I remember. Um, yeah. So look forward to that. Yeah. That'll be episode 198. Oh, so, oh, we're getting close oh, God. Uh, be sure to check out all 196 of our other episodes <laughs> on pod Bros podcast network you also find us on google play stitcher soundcloud itunes um spotify wherever podcasts are listened to iHeartRadio. yes we're back baby <laughs> you can also find us over on the youtubes catch us while you still can because who knows what's going on with that make sure you su- subscribe so you can actually like find our videos yeah for sure it's happening. The YouTube apocalypse is coming. Yep. The toy apocalypse is here. It is nine. Uh, and be sure to click on over to our tea public. Yeah, it's a little late. Those. You can't get those last no. minute things, but you can treat yourself. Yeah. To a nice Kapowcast hoodie to keep you warm in these cold months. There's some really cool new designs up there. I worked um, very hard on them. He did. And I have two of them. He does. And I have zero of them. Can you believe that? <laughs> I, I, yeah. Wow. I need I need to get some uh, some more Kapowcast hoodies. Um, we also have affiliate links for Amazon and Entertainment Earth that you can click down below that you can get yourself something special. Still two day shipping. Still I will say day. that uh, as of this recording, which is the 18th, I just ordered a couple things yesterday and they will be arriving tomorrow. Oh, nice. So Amazon has their shit together this year. Nice. It uh, It's still two day shipping for I, Prime members. I ordered a gift for my mom last week. It was supposed to come yesterday. It still hasn't come. That's why you should be Amazon Prime member. <laughs> Because that's that's I don't think it I don't I think it was actually a situation where it wasn't a direct Amazon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. After being fucked like four or five times with that same scenario, mm-hmm. I, I keep far away from those people. now. Yeah. If, I, if I find something that I have been looking and dying to get and it's not prime like certified, boop, I don't care. I don't care how much I want it. I, I've been jacked out of so much cash or actually Amazon has because I filed yeah. that shit. But it's happened. To my, it's happened to a lot of our equipment. <laughs> I, uh, I, I ordered a bunch of like multicolored, you know, pop stopper mm-hmm. deals for the microphones a long time a while back and, you know hot pink and all this other stuff fun little things never came wow so, shitty yeah well this one is it has shipped i'm following the tracking it just taken forever taken forever probably being shipped fedex that's why <laughs> i'm not kidding um <laughs> fedex is horrible and a lot of oh, well amazon isn't i think it's amazon has announced that their uh, a lot of their stuff will no longer be shipped fedex yes yeah they're branching out. Um, if you travel from like downriver area going like 94 West, um, if, I don't know if it's all the time or just when I go to work at like 10 a.m. 10 p.m. But you see semi trucks, Amazon semi trucks like nonstop. So many. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I don't remember the last time that a package was not uh, sent to me via an Amazon van or something of that nature. So Amazon, they're they're going almost completely independent then that's a that's a huge fucking deal yeah that's a huge deal that's like monumental and even though you know bezos is uh people have his opinion about them but the guy has a freaking plan that is just non-stop unstoppable and that's where i can't fight that <laughs> <laughs> if he can give me my stuff in fucking a day you got me you got me sorry i'll buy into that part of capitalism <laughs> and buy into this show while you're at it yep. everybody <laughs> we will see you all next week i'm mike i'm tony bye bye